We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Light Years Podcast. We are recording this Sunday at 9 a.m. We don't sleep. Now, what's up, Andy? <laughs> Saturday night, sleep at 9 p.m., wake up at 8, Sam's downing coffee. No, um, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, also, we don't do this enough, Sam, but uh, we got to pop our podcast more. Tell the people, you know, if you're already subscribed, go ahead and uh, head to the, the review section. I think you click the app button, hit, hit Light Years, scroll down rate five stars leave a review and honestly if you like the podcast a lot light years premium right you get a different version of sam Findiari. uh you get you get <laughs> sam sources right a lot more ranting um anyway guys take care of that we're recording early happy mother's day um to everyone um but yeah we've got a good we've got we a will good um how about this we, we will read we will send a free shirt to the best five star review we get in this next week Ooh. So go ahead, write it up. We have some light ear shirts coming out. Um, yeah, maybe three weeks away from coming out. But yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll give the best five star comments. We, we might send you a free shirt. All right, let's get this going. First off, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, fun fact, Andy, looking at the light years analytics, more mothers listen to light years podcast than any other Warriors podcast. Did you know that? I did not know that. And now I know that's 100% true. Yeah, without I, a doubt. I read it on the internet. It's 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Warriors beat the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. We're going into the last week of the season. Andy Liu made his return to Chase Center. I want to start there, though. How how do you like Chase? They've only been doing fans, what is this, the fourth game? Yeah. So, you know, it's still pretty new. Most people haven't been out there with the restrictions. Give us your your experience. Yeah, um, my, my experience is that it's pretty easy to get in because um, there wasn't that many people there. Pretty easy to find parking. Um, 
fair amount of people when it's 20 percent capacity i know right 20 20 whatever uh 25 the only drawback i think i had of the place was that um you can't eat or drink at your seat and i know people um i think marcus wrote about this in the athletic but it sucks when you're a fan it's not i think it media not that bad because you're not eating or drinking at your seat that much you're working right but as a fan you want to be able to have a beer or a hot dog or both at your seat, the food's cool. Like the food's pretty awesome. Right? You don't want to have to miss part of a quarter because you're starving. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's it's you know most people are there. Like you want a drink or a cocktail right. um, while you're watching the game. Um, so that that was that was crappy. The Giants let you do that. I went to the Giants game a, a few weeks ago. So I hope they change that, Sam, because it's not like we're sitting all next to each other. In my row, there was just one other couple. So it wasn't, and, and and that's across every other role as well. So I hope they change that. The fans were cool though. They had people chanting. A lot of people chanting MVP for both Steph and Smiley. So it was a fun. <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a young crowd. Um, so that was cool. I would love to know the logic behind why they're not letting you eat at your seat because eating in the concourse in a yep. section is no safer than at your seat. Like it's the same type of potential you're not next to anyone in the concourse and you're not next to anyone in your seat it doesn't make any sense yeah i'm with you it, it doesn't make any sense anyway um it's still good to have fans back and you know we're all hopeful by next season uh it'll be back to normal but with that said the warriors on a little bit of a run here um the thunder are terrible <laughs> that was just in a they're just tanking at an elite level right now i don't even know how else to put it like they're i think they played like one player who's 25 years old. Maybe. I don't know. Like you looked at their, the players out that they're all like 19, 20, 21. So I, this is what you expect. This is, you don't win with the kids as they say. Well, yeah. The Warriors know something about that. Yeah. Isaiah Roby. Uh, actually, Svi is a little bit older, but you see a lot of young, these younger guys, super athletic, super big. Sam, like large and athletic, but I mean, just watching them play basketball, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was like watching a high school team. It was honestly, it was worse than G League. Some of these guys, it was, it was horrific out there. Well, they have bad zero, they have zero shooting, and yeah, they're they're all just kind of like athletic them. projects. It's yeah. like, uh, it's like if we had five smileys or something on the floor. Oh. Um, what was I say? The Warriors via Warriors World. The Warriors are now eleven and five over their last sixteen. 16 games ago is, of course, when Wiseman went down. And um, that was on April 10th. So about a month of play without James Wiseman here. Also, in that span, a lot of non-Kelly Ubrid. But I think we can use that as like an official marking point to when they kind of switched up what they were doing, went small a lot more often, a lot more spread pick and roll. So, you know, we can talk about James Wiseman in the big picture, but in the short term, I don't think that's, we have all off season to have that conversation. So I think I want to focus on where the Warriors are right now and what they can potentially do in the playoffs. So in that 16 game span, the Warriors actually have the best net rating in the NBA. They have the best defense in the NBA over wow. those 16 games, 104.5, which by the way is it's good, but it's not an amazing defense. It just speaks to how offensive the league is right now. And they have the 13th ranked offense. 114.3 offensive rating, a little higher when Steph's on the floor. But in general, all these indicators that if you play Steph Draymond with spacing and enough wing defense, you can win games. That's like a coherent strategy. I am a little surprised at the 13th ranking. 
And I don't want to douse this uh this this little optimism fest we're having here. But 13th in offense, Sam, is a little surprising to me. Um, you watch them and and you're like, okay, that makes sense because every minute that Steph doesn't play, and it's not like Steph's playing 40 minutes a game here, um, the last 16 games, but that is a, a, a little bit. I mean, we're used to it. We're used to it. It's just not just a shocking an, thing. They but just yeah, don't it, have it, enough offensive talent. They actually are generating pretty good looks from what I can see. But it's like, uh, you know, Wiggins is giving you 20 points relatively efficiently. But given how few bodies they'd have, you'd want him to be, you know, you'd want a player of in, in that role taking kind of a larger offensive role. I'm, I'm looking at the rest of the players here. You know, Kent Bazemore. He's giving you 10 points. He's shooting relatively efficiency, but there's also turnovers and some questionable decisions anytime he dribbles. Uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson, he's going to hit a couple open shots, but he's not really a shooter. Looney, not a shooter. Draymond, you know, he's looking to set people up. It all comes back to the fact that they just don't have enough shooting or scoring. You know, Steph during the same span is averaging 38 points per game. That's on a 51-47-90 split. The rest of the team, I mean, they're just there's just not enough shooting or That's scoring wild. ability on the on the team. Uh, I, I I would like to think Steph can play better than this, but I don't know how much better than this Steph can play in 13th and offense. So anyway, that, that was a little shocking. Um, the teams that they've played, uh, it's not been that tough, right? We talked about this offseason. The second half of the schedule is when the Warriors are going to go on a run. We wish that they had one more at the beginning of the season. And then they also threw some games away. Like that Minnesota loss I'm looking at here is pretty disgusting. No show against Dallas, pretty disgusting, right? But some of these wins, you kind of expect them. You know, out of these 11 wins, Sam, I would say like... I yeah, like two games, against a tank, t- yeah. two games against a tanking Thunder. Like you have to win that. Well, uh, at the same, all these at the same time that in that span, they've gotten some... Uh, some great wins they've you know over philly over denver you know those are True. those are games you probably on paper are like yeah they're probably not gonna win this one but they did so i think it evens out 11 and 5 in that spell makes sense it's more of you know they lost a couple i thought they were gonna win and they won a couple i thought they were gonna lose. so you know in general winning at a 60 over a 66 percent clip is contender worthy which i don't think this roster is i just think steph is playing at a level that mm. no one else in the league is yeah that that's the other part this guy last night was the the thunder players they they, they i i hate to say like they kind of had no heart i think they were just young and didn't know what was going on and you're down by 30 who gives a shit right they saturday night they probably just want to get out of there they they had checked out the game and by the second quarter sam it, it was it was nasty but steph was uh was putting on a show uh, typical stuff right like i miss because i haven't been there so long uh the fans just kind of uh start uh, cheering when Steph gets the ball, like he makes a three or he makes a layup, he makes a three, and then he gets the ball in the in the backcourt, and you start to hear fans go shoot it, like the mo- like two steps before he hits half court, and you're kind of like, ah. so there was one situation, um, end of the third quarter, he gets the ball, he he's he's flaming hot, right? He gets the ball, um, I think he has 49, and so he gets the ball, Draymond gives it to him with three seconds left, he actually wow. shoots it from yeah, he actually shoots it from half court, and everybody stands up because. I don't know the last time Steph made a half court shot. I just I don't remember. It is kind of funny. He hasn't made wild. any heaves this year, um, yeah. or or a while I think even. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to say the only thing I can think of that compares to this is like peak Barry Bonds. Do you remember when Bonds was like 
you know, peak home run chase in like 2002 and 2003 when he was kind of just playing at a level, no, like wherever, where the team wasn't even that good around him. But like anytime he came up, everyone stood up because they wanted to see that bat. That's like anytime Steph touches the ball right now. Mm-hmm. Anytime Steph touches the ball, everyone stands up, like shoot it, shoot it, you know? And I mean, there's a lot of phenomenal players in this league and in a lot of sports, but I'm not sure any of them just get people out of their seat and and attract the reverence and kind of just entertain fans the way Steph does. Saturday night to beating the Thunder by 20, we could watch so many other things, and it just felt like, well, it's Steph's getting hot. Who cares who they're playing? Um, Jordan Poole, that was a pretty funny I mean, there was was Brooklyn, Denver, (laughs) and a tight game at the same time. On paper, that's just significantly a better matchup, but Steph's heating up. You You want to watch what Steph's doing. Yeah, no matter what. I think Jordan, uh, when Steph made a couple threes in a row, Jordan Poole had the ball. To be fair, Jordan Poole is an open three. He chucks it. I I mean, not only did the players get mad, Sam, I think people saw the players get mad. The fans were just like, come on. I mean, they weren't, Warriors fans aren't the type to say, like, what the fuck, right? They're not really yelling at the guy. But people, you- <laughs> a little bit of <laughs> a groan. A yeah, little bit of like an internal groan across this, the <laughs> arena. Um, getting back to this. Uh, you know, we could talk about Steph all day and God knows we do, but let's talk about some of the other players during the span, namely Draymond Green. So I'm going to read some numbers to you here since Wiseman's gone down and it's been, you know, the, Looney plays about 25 minutes a game, which is more than I thought he was capable of. Uh, but other than that, it's Draymond at center 53, 31% from three, 80% from the line, 7.8 points, 9.8 assists 8.8 rebounds guy who really loves eights um and another player who has seen an improvement with superior spacing and allowing him to play up a position yeah you you talk about Steph that that has the worst spacing in the league he's gonna get he's gonna get his number somehow some way maybe his efficiency drops efficiency drops a little bit but he's getting 30. Draymond Green, you're you're right. Like if he has to play with a very little spacing, not only become not only does he become like it, not only efficiency goes down, it becomes zero. Right? It's one point. I mean, he just can't. Like, that's he how can't finish. Is. He can't finish a layup if there's a second man back there. It's just, it's yeah. just where he is in his career. You know, he's he's not that athletic. He is kind of quick. He is quick and intelligent, but like he's not finishing over dudes. No, and he he's not finishing over dudes last night. Like he had a couple of missed layups against 19-year-old guys, but 19-year-old guys with seven five wingspans. Right. So it was like he's just it's just not happening. Um, seven point eight points points, I think is funny. I mean, you 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 always talk about eight points. I, I do yeah, the Warriors <laughs> it's are, right under I think it. they're 18 and five now when he scores eight points. The, the the point is not that like eight's a magic number, it's just like usually when he gets over eight points, that means he's actually magic number. Yeah. <laughs> like a magic number. <laughs> it's yeah. usually when he gets over eight points that means he's being aggressive and, and taking what the defense gives him or maybe hits a three or two you, you think he's in playoff mode like his defense has been special i mean like offense has been great but like he's ready to play in the post i think right? it's i think it would be unfair for us to not mention covid at the beginning of the season right really slowed him down but i also think part of it comes down to the, the lineups they're paper thin right now but what they do have is players who who can make Draymond play the five. So to me, this all points to kind of how they need to look at the roster going into next year. Whoever you put next to Draymond better be able to shoot the ball because 
if you have another big man inside next to Draymond, that stuff doesn't work with him. Oh, yeah. You know, Miles Turner's a good fit. Like, re- pretty good fit. Kelly um, Olenek. <laughs> he's actually playing. You went one way. I went the other way. Yeah. What? What'd you say? I said he's playing out of his mind with Houston right now. He shoot the ball well. Kelly Olenek, he's, he's one of the most frustrating fantasy basketball players, too, because he'll do that for a couple weeks. And then and then the next couple weeks, he'll go into his one his little, like, one-for-eight stretches. Right. The worst. I'm frustrated. Um, I get frustrated. Sounds with like sounds like personal experience right there. <laughs> I'm about to lose the fantasy championship in my league pretty badly, not because of Olenek, but um, he's you're you're right, and that's where the Wiseman question comes in. Um, Ethan Strauss, friend of the show, had a had a good article about the Warriors got to try to make a fit right somehow, some way, and you've harped on James Wiseman just needs to shoot threes this season, 31 percent from the field, not enough attempts. Um, chuck him four times a game. Right, he has to. It's not like he's Joel Embiid there, and the, the Joel Embiid should stop shooting as many threes because Joel Embiid is a monster in the post. James Wiseman not a monster in the Embiid post. Might, should, should Embiid is like one of three players where I'm like comfortable with them posting up every play. You Embiid, know? Like, Jokic, and who? Right, like Le- KB LeBron. maybe. Yeah, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You're right. LeBron. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Everyone else, like you, probably need to limit your post up attempts because you're not good enough to just kind of slowly back people down there but anyway that's a different conversation um but that's not wiseman i think is the point right like what yeah. you're saying is he just needs wiseman just needs to shoot threes and, and that's how he's going to stay on, on the floor draymond sometimes some of this stuff with steve is like it's necessity like what would the warriors be better sam if they had 12 players like maybe but also like it's you run the possibility of steve just playing the wrong guys <laughs> with, with 12 guys he did it earlier this season he's pigeonholing bigs right so part of that but you always or, want more or just trying to make it fit. Actually, let's get to this question from yeah. friend of the show, Baltez Hoops. Hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kerr's recent run of pressers redirecting shots at the front office ownership when asked about having only eight healthy bodies? It's kind of to your point. Um, this, this one's fascinating. I like yeah, I mean, I, Steve's a coach. Let's be real. He doesn't want rookies. No coach wants rookies, you know? <laughs> He wants players who fit, so he doesn't want maybe Kelly Oubre or stuff like that. He he wants players who fit the way he wants to play, which is they can either shoot or pass. Um, Everyone wants that. I think think that the bigger issue, uh, now we're down to just eight players on the roster, and he doesn't have a choice with who to play. But he's running into the other thing where it's like these guys, every fourth or fifth game, they look like they're absolutely gassed. Um, he's forced to play Michael Mulder. By the way, the announcer uh, Chase calls him Money Mike. God, stop! That's got to go. I don't know why that's the case. He's not Money Mike. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta score thirty in a playoff game to be Money Mike. Yeah, what is going on there? Um, but he's forced to play some of these guys that just aren't NBA players. Uh, Michael Mulder. Um, even Wanda's Conor Anderson's gonna have a bad game, or he's just not gonna be good enough to be on the floor sometimes. And he's playing. You know, he's essentially their sixth man, right? Ken Bazemore is a starter. So, yeah, you're right. He's done this before. He's done this before where he kind of not goes at the front office, but he kind of sends messages via media to the front office. Very Phil um, Jackson. Very, yeah. Um, you think it's effective? I mean, they're getting Jordan Bell. Um, is, is it like, is it matter? Let's does talk, it, let's talk about know? Jordan Bell real quick. Um, yeah. I don't know how much it really You like it. it. It's conversation. Yeah. Okay. So they're converting Juan Toscano Anderson to full contract. Congrats to Juan. One of the best stories of the year deserves it. Um, Jordan Bell will come in on two way. And my assumption is if they like what they've seen from him, they might convert him just to have an extra body in the playoffs. 
Um, actually, no, he's not eligible for the playoffs. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, do you have any thoughts on them signing Jordan Bell? Well, if he's not eligible for the playoffs, I probably shouldn't have known that. But either way, it doesn't matter. Even I'm, if he was eligible I'm for the playoffs, checking this now. So even so, he probably wouldn't play though, right? Like, even if he was, even if he was eligible for the playoffs, I, I really doubt that. Um, but I don't. I have no thoughts outside of he's was a small ball five that I really liked back in the day. So he's like some iteration of Draymond Green that they wanted to uh, run back. Right, that, that speaks to what the Warriors have always tried to do is they like their Livingstons and Draymonds and Andre Godalas, and they're like, okay, if we can find someone like that, the problem is not a lot of players play that way anymore. So it's interesting. I, I don't know if I. He, he's not even in the league. It's not like he was flourishing somewhere else. He was horrible at different he places has, like Cleveland. That's he really has tough. one big-time NBA skill, and that's the ability to switch everything. He doesn't do it with consistency, but he does have the athleticism and ability to switch one through five, which there's a limited number of players who can do that. His thing is he was just never consistent enough. Like He's not good enough to play with mediocre effort. He kind of has to be like Juan Toscano Anderson diving for loose balls and being the most energetic guy on the court. So it's possible that, you know, kind of bouncing around and being out of the league might be what gets him to play with that intensity he needs going forward. That's why I'm intrigued by it because we do know he's a scheme fit for what they do defensively. And he's a pretty good, um, rim runner and you know he can get up and down and transition so there's like a role for him if he actually plays those ways um the thing with him is like i need to see the intensity it's like it's like in many ways like marquise chris like it's marquise chris always had nba talent but he nearly fell out of the league why did he become good with the warriors because he realized he's the type of guy who he can't stay on the court if he's not, you know, playing with high intensity at all times. But when he plays with high intensity, he's kind of effective in certain roles. Marquise Chris is a good comp. I like that one. Um, athletic guys. Um, Marquise Chris, I think, is a better player. Problem is, he though, is. Marquise Chris he's got a little more out, skill, yeah. a little more skill, shooting ability, um, even just bigger. Um, but the thing with Chris, he flamed out in a place that you're okay with him flaming out of Phoenix. Right? It's fine. It's Phoenix. They're a mess. Uh, they were. Well, and he was really like, young. He was a one and done who everyone knew was like a raw project. Like he was rawer than a uh, Wiseman, basically. Like that's the type of like, right. Or, of course it didn't work out in an organization that had no clue how to don't do make that comp. That's, that's too scary. Um, the uh, Jordan Bell flamed out of the warriors and the dynasty warriors, which is like, come on. Like that's not, that's huge red flag, right? There's a reason for that. The Warriors perfect situation for him, essentially. Like he's not getting developmental minutes with the warriors, but it's a great place just in terms of like where to work. Particularly since they they needed him to do two things and that's it. Like just switch, switch and rebound and dunk. So I guess three things. I mean, he <laughs> did play in the Western Conference Finals, right? Like he did play and he was he was good in those minutes. But just beyond that, he just like what happened to the guy? And you're right, some of his intensity, you just didn't feel like he gave a shit Look, about basketball. Maybe that's changed. Maybe. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, everyone knows the Mike Brown candle story. Um, I, whatever. That was just like that's just right. a guy goofing around. But like, right. maybe maybe he's got a little more maturity and seriousness to him. I don't know. I think he can play. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, he's one of those guys who, if he's not playing with maximum intensity, he's not going to stick in the league because the league's too good, you know. And he's not. He he's not LeBron James where he can like walk through <laughs> games, you know. Like he kind of has to be the dirty work guy. 
Yeah. He's 26 years old. I mean, like, either, it's either you figure... It's a perfect time for it to click. Yeah. Figure it out now or you're playing in Germany with, uh, with a smiley in a year. So, all right, what's next? Um... Just a ton of questions about Smiley. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about um, I, the, the other player I want to talk about is Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins in this span is averaging 19.7 points, playing excellent defense. A little frustrating. He can't pick up more of the offensive load. Um, this team would be infinitely better if he could just do a little more on offense. But if he could do a little more on offense, you know, they would whatever right like it goes without saying i just kind of think he is who he is at this point um what are your thoughts been on wiggins full season i watched wiggins last night and it and i watched wiggins in big games against dallas against new orleans and you know what the funniest part of all these games is i think wiggins would play the same if he was playing a high school game i think he'd average 19.7 points in a high school game it just it's just who he is Right. Like he just he's going to play the same exact way no matter what It's good and bad, I think. Right. He, he's not going to be piss poor against great teams most of the time, I think. Um, and I think that also tells me in the playoffs, he'll probably be fine. He'll, he'll, he won't get be you completely that, rattled. He'll get you that 15 to 18. I think he'll so. Play defense. It's just I, like I, I, he's probably not going to have the 35 point explosion game. No, like I think even Harry B we saw had one or two of those. I don't think Wiggins is having any of those. Um, so there's yeah, there's good and bad. It's probably not great for this team because they need him to be a little more, but you know, what can you do? We're kind of used to it. I just think he's kind of the same guy no matter what. If he played pickup basketball, he'd be just about the same guy. He's not going out there asking for the ball. He'll shoot the open three, he'll take a couple, you know, tough mid-range jump shots, he'll make some, he'll miss some. It's kind of the same stuff, you know, game in, game out. Whether he really is kind of a poor man's Paul George. When I think about it, where you're just like, no matter how much athleticism they have, they just love the jumper. Like it's just never, <laughs> they're going to defend. They're going to play right. within the team. They're going to leave you wanting more at the end of the game. Every time Paul George, obviously just better across the board at everything. Like if Wiggins is a B plus defender, Paul George is an A defender. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wiggins is a B shooter. BG's an A shooter. Like, you know, you can go across the board, but it's like, it reminds me so much of like, you have the, perfect frame for a wing you have all the athleticism you can do everything and yet you just kind of live on jumpers and some games they're going in and some games they're not and it's a little frustrating I kind of feel like Wiggins is kind of showing us he can be an effective third fourth option on a team with like contenderish goals um which is good at least we know he can play on a winning team but I just don't think they'll ever be more there yeah no, no, I, I agree with that. I think the other part I thought of while I was talking about it is, is even if Clay comes back, I don't know how much better he'd be. I don't think there's this, oh, he's going to average 24 points a game next season. If Clay yeah, Clay's just going like, to give him more space to go one-on-one and take one, it away. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. I would joke about it, but it's, I think it's true. I think that it doesn't, like, just because there's more space and doesn't mean he's getting to the hole all game now. Like, right? Like, I think he's doing the exact same thing. Um, yeah, the, the, thing Clay, the thing Clay does is, you know, Clay will go off if he's feeling it like clay gets greedy if clay is if clay is hot he's gonna you know he'll go for 60 we've seen him do it you know he'll do that sort of stuff and like he has that kind of fu mode that wiggins doesn't and um, now you know with clay there's a whole how many minutes can he play and how do you bring him along slowly but that's a different discussion yep, yep. Uh, at least we know i think i feel very confident in who wiggins is going forward and 
for me, it's a take it or leave it situation. Like if they get a trade offer that involves Wiggins that makes the team better, well then move him. But if they don't, you know, he can fill a role. It's very Harry B in some ways, you know, it's like, it wasn't like Harrison was bad. It was just kind of like, he wasn't good enough that you're like, we can't trade this guy. We can't like, he's a, he's just a phenomenal piece. And I think everything we're seeing about the Warriors in these 16. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Games shows us there is a coherent way to build a winner around Stefan Draymond. They just need to kind of copy this formula, but with better talent, they need Juan to be like the eighth, ninth man, not like the closing man. They need yep. Bazemore to be 10 to 15 off the bench, not 30 minutes starting. Yep. And that just means getting better talent. Yep. But at least now we know, I, I mean, what's frustrating is I felt like we know this, we knew this before the season. We know what type of players they should be looking at, like what skill sets they should be looking at. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash lightyears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Um, I want to talk about it. So last week of the season, standings watch. This is actually really interesting. Right now, the Warriors are in the eighth seed, a half game up on Memphis. Uh, They've just played one more game than Memphis, and they won it. So the Warriors have four games left. The Grizzlies have five games left. I should mention San Antonio's in the 10th spot, and they're two and a half back. I'm going to keep San Antonio out of this discussion because I just can't see a way in which San Antonio sneaks from 10 to 8. And 
The Warriors are two and a half behind the Lakers in the seven spot. I also don't see a way in which the Warriors get up to seven. So I think everything is about who's going to be the eight. Is it going to be the Warriors or is it going to be Memphis? And the reason that matters, as we know, if you're the eight seed, you get two shots in the plane. If you're the nine seed, you have to win two games in a row. So there is the, you do want to be the eight seed just to, you know, give yourself a mulligan game. If like everyone just comes out unable to hit a shot in the first game. And knowing the Warriors, give them two games. They'll find a way to win one and lose one. So, yep. um, so let's go through this right now. The Warriors schedule, it gets, they got Utah on Monday, Phoenix on Tuesday, the top two seeds. New Orleans on Thursday, who I think their season's done. Zion's out. Yep. And then we get the matchup next Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies, which should be a fun one. The Grizzlies, meanwhile, have one extra game in that span. So they're playing five games in seven days. They have an easier schedule, but the extra game could be a big deciding factor, in my opinion. They got New Orleans tomorrow, Dallas on Tuesday. Dallas is going to be tough. Then they got a back-to-back against Sacramento Thursday and Friday. And then they come, obviously, to Golden State the following Sunday. Your initial impressions as I read that to you, how do you feel about the Warriors' chances? Do you think they can clinch this before that Sunday game against the Grizzlies, or do you think we're, everything's coming down to that? I, I would prefer it come down to Sunday. By the way, real quick uh, thoughts on the 7-8-9 seed playoff seeding. I, I get it. It makes sense why the Warriors do it that way. I mean, excuse me, why the NBA does it that way, why Adam Silver prefers it. Two thoughts. Number one, why the fuck does it have to be so confusing? Like what? What person that's a not a hardcore NBA fan looks at that and says seven, eight, nine, ten makes sense. Seven plays eight, and then win, and then loser plays the winner of nine plus ten. Like I get it, I get the idea. It makes sense, but Jesus, NBA, like make something easier for people to understand, right? Number two, um, I or enjoy just get, out, get out in front of it and like teach people how <laughs> everyone knows how the wild card round and everything works. That's in the what NFL. I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Thank you. Right, like that's what I'm trying to say. Like the wild card is easy. Like everybody gets it, or if it's confusing. Tell people how like how to understand it. The other thing is um, market it better. I think it would be cool. Like LeBron's coming out here saying like the thing, like I don't want to play this game, right? Like I get part of it's kind of gamesmanship and, and LeBron's probably doing it for a reason because that's who he is. But come on, like that's the league's best player. One of the best, best player players. in the league throwing a tantrum and you wonder come why on. people aren't watching. Oh, yeah, come on. It's just not a good look, especially since, you know, his, his opinion was the complete opposite when they were the one seed last sure. year and everything's sure. like, we have to play this stuff. It's like, yeah, ah, okay. Yeah, like Lamar knows what it is. He, he, Of course he knows what it is. But like the, the stuff with the, you know, why they, like, what are we doing? Like, could just play the games, please. Like, it's it's fun. It's cool. I think it's cool, Sam. We're here. We're about to talk about the last week of the season. And it's very exciting. That never happens at the NBA. Extremely exciting. All right. Um, Warrior schedule, Grizz- Grizzly schedule. I, I, I would love for it to go down to the wire. I, I think looking at the Grizz- Grizzly schedule, that's really tough. Um, It's, it's really tough. Dallas back to back sack, right? That's the sack's not playing that poorly. Like that's probably a split. And then going down to the wire on Dallas Sunday, needs the win, by the way, because they are want to stay in six, right? They're in fifth right now, or but, fifth. but they're, you know, Portland's in six. They're playing for seating just as much as everyone else. So they, is, they can't throw it away, which is awesome. Um, the Warriors looking at the Warriors schedule four games left. That's two and two. I don't care how it goes two and two, but they're going two and two. It's not like they're playing the Thunder four times. Uh, Utah, Phoenix. I would say, like, there's a chance to lose both of them. And then Pelicans, Grizz tells me, like, they should win both because Pelicans are tanky or they're done. And then Grizzlies, and if it's a must win or if it's a seeding must win, like, they're, they're running that game at home, right? With Steph. So 
Um, I kind of feel I, like the Warriors have to split against Utah and Phoenix. They don't have to, I guess. I, I but, agree. <laughs> but um, if it they don't, nice. if they don't split, I guarantee you that Memphis game on the end of the season is going to determine who the eight seed is. Which so. is why I think that's the case. Which, which is why I think looking at this, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, it may wouldn't it make sense though, like uh, that this season comes down to comes down to whether they play an extra game for sure or not. If they lose, whether that game matters on Sunday, I think it does. I think it does. I think they lose. Monday, Tuesday, I think they went against the Pelicans, and I think it all comes down to that game against the Grizzlies. And frankly, I prefer it. <laughs> like it'd be, it just is more fun. It's more fun for us. We can do a live show right after. <laughs> the uh, Utah Jazz are off today. The Lakers actually play the Phoenix Suns today. So if the Suns beat the Lakers tonight, Sunday night, that would push them within a game of Utah. Worth noting, both Phoenix and Utah are still very much in it in the one, two seed. So we don't know which order it is. That is to say, I don't know if we're going to get the uh, last week of the season top seed rest, rest their best yeah. guys thing. I think they're going to play those games hard. I think Utah's going to try to win in golden state. I think Phoenix is going to try to win. Uh, if, as a Warriors fan, you were kind of hoping maybe those teams were locked in. You got kind of Phoenix's B squad or something. If I had to guess, I don't think that's going to be the case. If you're Utah and Phoenix, you're playing hard regardless because as a one and two seed, you you're used to playing the, you know, the 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 I don't know, whatever teams that are 500. These are not normal 500 teams. It's a Steph Curry Warriors team and a LeBron James AD Lakers team. These are not normal seven, eight seeds. Right. So if you're those teams, I don't know. I guess there's nothing you could do. Damn near. You might as well just tank to get to the three seed. I don't know. But it, it's tough for the one and two seeds to play against these guys. Anytime you have to play Steph. Um, or the bond but anyway I want to hear your thoughts on, on the schedules as well yeah I mean I'm I'm looking at it I, I I just don't see a way in which that Memphis game on Sunday isn't the deciding game for the plan even if the Warriors are up on Memphis they split the season series 1-1 so the tiebreaker will be determined on next Sunday the 16th so it's coming down to that game any way you slice it. Mm -hmm. And who knows? You could see them play again in the play-in, in that second play-in game, literally a week later. So it's going to be interesting. Memphis has got Jaron Jackson back, but he's kind of not up to full speed. Like he's playing 25 minutes a game now. Um, Memphis is a tricky team. They play really hard. Jaw's good. But I do feel like the Warriors should be able to come out of that matchup victorious. Yep. The, the, the Grizzlies do have one major advantage, though. They, they just own the glass, and we know how the Warriors are with rebounding right now. Um, let's see. Anything else we want to get to regarding the plan? It would not shock me um, if the Warriors just get absolutely – there's one thing I feel like in the play game because I've been kind of optimistic. It wouldn't shock me if they got like, blown out by the Lakers in that 7-8 play game. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but um, every time the Lakers have played this season, it's one of the concerning things to me that people are like, oh, this would be great for the NBA, great for the NBA. And just some part of me, Sam, tells me that thing just might be a blowout. It, it just just because of the way that the Warriors always uh, – it's the way that LeBron plays these guys. They know exactly what they're running, and the Warriors aren't multifaceted enough at this point for it to matter, right? The last time that they played in a semi-big game, LeBron read every pick and roll and blew up every single decision that Draymond made because the most well, important who knows what of kind of – who? I mean, currently he has the worst ankle sprain of all time. So who knows – That's right. That's who true. knows what type of uh, physical shape they're – I mean – 
legitimately a high ankle sprain is is uh is a problem so i don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in or what they're going to be and there's a reason they've fallen off this much but um i also wouldn't be surprised if the warriors purposely lost it if getting to the eight seed meant they got to play utah i, th- I feel like they'd probably rather play utah than phoenix mm. um oh maybe i'm I wrong like this t- i like this maybe, take maybe yeah maybe i'm wrong because i just don't think you can like throw away a playoff game and just because you think you can get it back the next time, like that would be really risky, right? Could see Steve Kerr doing that. You know, he's that type mm-hmm. of guy to try that stuff. But I mean, I'm I'm with you. I mean, just just the uh, the playing game is exciting. I mean, it's just it just part of me is just like single elimination's fun, man. There's no other way around it. Um, no other way. It's the best. From the Gary, best. from Gary uh, at Gary from the Bay. Who's the mo- who's most important to Warriors' long term future? Pool or JTA? Pool. Cool. Uh, it's I don't I don't I don't know if it's close Be, just because I think JTA you know what, what you're getting from him the rest of the rest of his career but I think JTA could be a player for the next three to four years which is really what matters to us and be a closer Steph Curry's, um, just a high impact guy a harder it's harder to find those glue guys who can defend multiple positions than it is to find a guy like Jordan Poole now Jordan Poole could become a star but um I think I might go JTA on this one. While you're saying that, I think I think the question was phrased in the way that it's more for JTA, right? I think long term. I was thinking more like, all right, who, who can be the better player long term for the Warriors? Um, like I mean, bringing him, bringing him into a next kind of that's pool like, for sure. Yeah. Then. yeah, but right, right. More important if you're the next three years. I think that's what the question is phrased at. Next three years, who can help the team win a championship? Is JTA because I think it's more likely that Pool's not even on this team. If the Warriors are, are, are trying to win a championship in, the next, in the championship in the next three years, they're probably trading pool in a package, right? As just kind of a sweetener with with Andrew Wiggins to get a vet player with with the with the with the picks too. So, um, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he ends up being a seventh, eighth guy who closes some games next season on this team if they're a contender, and he's playing real real minutes. Give me twenty minutes of solid wing defense, smart passes, and hitting just enough open shots. There's a role for a player like that on every team, but particularly for the Warriors who love to make the extra pass. Having a player who actually understands how to make the extra pass is semi-important. <laughs> so yeah. I think um, in terms of going all in around Steph, you could say they right. unearthed one gem this year, and that's Juan Toscano Anderson. They found one role player for cheap who they can carry over to next year which we know they're going to be in a tough cap situation so anytime you can find a guy who you feel confident about that matters you know it, it's a little frustrating they haven't found more but at least there's one yeah i don't think we know his contract yet though right so that's no no we'll find it out but um let's see are there any other questions I just want to hear what the lake ups <laughs> i'll avoid that one for right now um <laughs> that for premium yeah what was i gonna say okay there's a lot of questions about the play-in we kind of touched on this but it's yeah. like is it better to lose to the can they beat the lakers or is it better to lose the lakers i'm gonna start with the first one they can beat anyone in a single game all it takes is steph going supernova right like and that's why no one wants to play the warriors in a playing game you just don't know if steph's going to be feeling it go 12 threes on you in one game and that's kind of scary it's like it's it's literally like a Barry Bonds at bat. You're like, yeah, well, you could just hit it out at any one point. I think Lakers fans 
feel the same way. They'd be lying to you if they weren't just to say, well, we've got to play Steph for a game. That, that thing could be 15 threes. Um, I want to caution the, some teams are just going to triple team Steph, right? We've seen it so many right. times. And a lot of these games, um, I mean, we don't see you. the play. Yeah, right. I, I mean, hundred percent. I, I just think there's, there's some of these teams, they're not going full playoff defense. Um, they don't have to. It's the regular season. There, it's not a, it's not a live life or death situation in terms of a basketball game. So, um, and the Lakers, you know, LeBron teams are the best at the box and Steph or whatever. Like they're they're the best. They, all they do is just throw three guys at Steph, no matter what, and make sure that Steph doesn't beat them. That's the best. They LeBron also does. have, in theory, the two best big men to switch every screen: Anthony Davis and LeBron. So. Right. Um, you know, they, they can get KCP or Caruso up on Steph, and then anytime the screen comes, you know, it's AD switching, which is I, ideal. But I also think that in a situation, in a one-game situation, do we believe that Steve Kurt doesn't just – like he's going to spend a quarter playing that motion offense. Like I, I really, really doubt that the team comes out in a play-in situation and Steve Kerr has him running pick and roll or just have him running a type of offense that is like a, hey, a win-now offense. Like, I think they come out and they're they're running whatever the motion stuff that they've run forever. Is. Yeah. Like I, and, and that throws away a quarter or throws away a quarter and a half of the playing game and that becomes tough. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I think that's just, that's kind of what I foresee in a series. Would love to be wrong though. Uh, but I think that becomes easier though when you play against a, whatever the nine, 10 guys are, right? Let's say they play Memphis in the second play. Yeah, because Memphis, I, I like a lot of Memphis players, but they struggle to score the ball. They're not exactly a, they win a lot of games through through toughness, defense and rebounding and all those things. They're not a team who's going to score 130 on you. So um, yeah, I, I think ultimately it's better for the Warriors to get into the first matchup though, because I feel pretty confident about them making the playoffs to get two cracks at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, one crack at it you you just always leave the chance of something weird happening so ultimately it's good we're going to leave it there everyone enjoy your Mother's Day we will be back after Monday night's game against the Utah Jazz for locker room we will be pretty much going live after every game through the playoffs yep five stars